Hello everybody, I'm Katie Knight and welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. I'm really, really happy to be joined today by somebody who I love very much. Today I'm going to be chatting with Hector. Now Hector has been working really hard over the last few months alongside the rest of the Vatos Locos crew on a project called VL Camp. So in this podcast we're going to be talking about VL Camp and why Hector decided to start it. We'll also be talking about his beginnings and when he left Mexico to come over to Europe and how that was for him. We'll also be talking about starting a brand like Vatos Locos and how it's grown to what it is today and much more. So I hope you enjoy this chat with Hector here on Can You Put To Me On Guest List. What are you drinking? <laughs> are you having a morning cocktail? It's apple juice. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> are you okay? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. Last week of work and then excited just to kind of um, wind down a little bit and disconnect, to be honest, from this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof, what, a, what a year. I know. Tell me about it. How's your studio coming on? Well, today I have the electricians and I'm starting to get all the soundproof installed. So I'm hoping this week it's on. It's gonna be done. Your, but it's, your Christmas present to yourself. Yes, it's long awaited, but uh, it's been really good. It's I mean, this time like normally I um, I in my past studios I always get someone to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm lazy. It's because there's professionals to do it. And I'm not, you know, I, I didn't study any of that. I don't know how to do all of this. So I have always had to pay someone to do it, which was, you know, it's done. But now that I've been helping the builder and uh, basically I, I'm, I'm there since day one. I was cleaning all the, we have to take the roof down from the, from the room. So I have to Whoa. clean everything by hand and build I mean, I, I was a proper builder. <laughs> You're but, the real builder. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I, I mean, I learned a lot from, from, from the person that helped me. And it's, it's fun because you, you start, you know, when it was no walls, nothing. I was like, oh, no, what am I doing? It's like, <laughs> it's pretty big. It's almost like 45 square meters. It's I know, I've been big. in the space. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big room. So it's a big room. I, I do know what, what was I getting to it. And then as you start seeing the walls, roof, that it, it feels really good. Now we we build a DJ booth and oh, it's, it's just... You've got a DJ booth in there as well. Yeah. 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 So it, it's proper. Mm. I mean, over the years, I always wanted to to have a space like this, you know, like have my, my, my records, my turntables and my studio in one place. Yeah. And finally now it's, it's great because I wish I had this in during this lockdown, because I think that's where the, the idea started to like move to a place where I have my, my studio or my house. And, and, you know, during the lockdown is your head 
start yeah. to go and realize a lot of things. So a lot of things. Now, now that my studio is here during the lockdown, I could not, I couldn't go to my studio. You couldn't move, so my studio was just empty. I didn't work here. So now, finally, having it here, even though it's in my house, but you see, my house is this, this fourth yeah, floor. So yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm. I'm completely disconnected uh, just being at home and oh now I'm in my sofa oh just yeah, watching yeah. related to the student no no it's there and now it's like you have to have like little routine so I wake up get my daughter ready for school and then okay. maybe I don't know my wife was taking me to to do hiking <laughs> I think nice. you've been and then then gym and then go straight to the to the studio. That'll be the the nice routine for that getting a nice morning hike, gym, studio. That sounds like yeah. perfect little setup. Besides um, setting up your studio, I know you've been working really really hard on a new and very exciting project, which is VL Camp. So, in, in a nutshell, basically, it's not your normal everyday camp or um, course that you would go on for, for up-and-coming artists or producers. There's so much more to it. It's networking. It's working actually with you and the rest of the VL crew. And it's not just about a few things that you can do as in, in production. There's so much more to it, creating a brand. So, can you explain a little bit what VL Camp is and why you decided to do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the thing is, um, it all started, I I think, when I started my career, I always, I did it myself. I was learning everything by myself. So when I went to the school, that was the, the, the time that I learned music production, sound engineering. That was my course, my, my degree. But then you don't have any of these uh, experience or, or tips, tools, uh, shortcuts, or someone to explain to you, like even how to create your own uh, label, your own identity, your own brand, your own design, or a a anything like that. It's, 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 it's very important in, in your career. So now, over the years, I gained a lot of experience working in one of the best record stores, like Phonica Records. Uh, I learned so much in there, like distribution, uh, independent record labels, a lot of genres of music, uh, networking. All of that you, you collect over the years. And then I, I end up working with, with Dice in Desolat. I work with Richie at Enter. I work with Carcox, with Marco Carola. Uh, with Mobili as a label. Uh, I signed a lot of records everywhere, but then always it's been the network. And so I decided to, to, to do something like this in Mexico. Why? Because the number one VL started in Mexico and all the master classes and camps, uh, things that I've seen online, uh, there were most of them in English and nothing we had in Spanish yet. So I said, okay, let's go there. This is our, our home. Let's start there. VL, the brand itself in Mexico, it's, it's very big. So yeah. um, I decided to do that with my team and it started with just putting ideas into, into a box. And suddenly it was 
the project became really, really like hey. something something big and and complex because um, to start with, for example, like um, you know, I I I work very close with with Pioneer. Uh, I work in the development on on the mixer, the DJ MV10. So that's the latest mixer that Pioneer has in the market. I work with them uh, on the development. And since then, I I had this little feeling of I received the mixer and I really enjoy it, working on something and then seeing the final pro- product in your hands. It's like, oh, wow, I worked on this. Now, I, I've i seen the, the tutorials from, from the, the people from Pioneer and... I was like, okay, well, that's probably me. I can, I can do that. To be honest, that's another thing that uh, it was in my head. I never seen myself now. Like, I don't consider is is it your teacher or no? It's just it's me just giving a tutorial or anything on something that I work. I'm, it's, I'm sharing my experience on it. So, um, I had a conversation with the guys, uh, and, and everything started to get together and I asked Pioneer if they will be, you know, helping me on, on this. First thing is like, okay, here, you can do the, uh, or the official presentation of the, of the new equipment and also this, the new CDJs and having the mixer there. So I'm perfect. That's, that's now like you're, you have the exclusivity to show the official product in Mexico and I'm the one doing it. Why? Because I work with them. So it, it all connected and makes sense. So we start with that. And, and then obviously for production, we asked the, the cool people from Ableton. They, they helped us and so on Arturia and a lot of people started to get really interested on, on this from that. Uh, people that I ask, for example, Paco Suna, they say, yes, no problem. I ask Choose, no problem, yes, because all of them, they, they wanted to help. And this is, this is, this is really good that um, they wanted to share their experiences, their advice. And then we go down to promoters like Ramon Gonzalez, which is, is the main man from Bar Americas. He already said yes. And to share experience from someone like him, that the, the bar is 18 years old. But really? yeah, so he's been booking every single person to come to, to Bar Americas. Bar Americas is a free entry. And you, you, you had Sasha, Damien Lazarus, our department, you name it, it's wow. been there. So it's, it's it, to hear from someone like him about bookings, uh, experiences of Bar Americas for the people that really want to be in, in this, that's, that's something that I don't think you get in, in school or, or even, even there's not, there's nothing like this. So for us, it's really like an intensive course or, or tutorials or whatever you want to call it, but it, it, it is, this is like an experience. So you get, if it's the, your, your, what you're looking for is about DJing. Then we have like from the equipment, from bookings, from one of the best clubs in Mexico and then advices from Paco Suna, one of the best DJs I know, choose 20 years of, of stereo production from his label. So that's really great. And to top it up this, having the, this Carl Cox collaboration with us is an interview that 
it's it's unreal. I still have chills when I every time I, I think about it because Carl Cox really, really you hear aside from from to me the best DJ that it, it's in the world and experiences from him that you never heard before and it's really good and for for even for me uh, only close people have seen this interview that you really learn even if you're not into electronic music or anything you learn from a person that is so passionate like him yeah that's the that's so sometimes when you interview people like even if it's somebody that you have worked for with for a long time or you've known for a really long time sometimes before you do the interview you realize that you actually there's so many things that you don't know about this person and like their experiences and so I think and even though you've obviously worked with Carl for a very long time and you've known him for a long time I think this interview will be really exciting as well because even you will learn so so much from it yeah that's that's uh, I mean Look, that interview went uh, as also as a personal kind of thing because I really wanted to ask him all of these questions. It was nothing related to COVID, nothing related to... It was straight to things that people in the camp will really enjoy and appreciate hearing from him. So that, that's, you know, top it up of this information. Now, we have David Gitronic who's coming... He's got two albums coming out now. And... Um, he just finished a sample pack and he does sound engineering, like engineering for a lot of people. And he starts his own like private master classes on. So having him in the, in the, in the camp, it's like you can, if you're beginner, intermediate or advanced, a person like him that knows how to work on, on projects and make it everything simple. That's where a lot of people, when I ask about this, they're, they're, they were a little bit stuck. Oh, I don't know how to get from my project from here to, to here, how to, to, to improve on my baseline. So those are the things that you can get as a, as a, seeing someone like David Jetronic, they're live to do it and go with you and, and, and learn the process. That's great. And uh, we have Pinto. Pinto is the one who makes all the designs for the label. So I work with him. My ideas go through him and he's also part of the, of the crew. So he's a DJ, but he's also a designer and he comes with all my ideas. So the, in the crew, we have everything. We have within guys that do the mastering, which is, they're amazing. And Gitronic who does engineering, mixing, Pinto does, uh, uh, design so it all you know stays in the in the crew but then for people that are learning it's like look we don't use any other designers we don't use any other person it's here but that's how you you can start it that's how i put all my all my team all my crew together because this is what what it ends you know like yeah because of the skills quality skills and talent yes and then yeah we have two people from guadalajara they're like upcoming uh, producers they're working amazing, Cabizbajo, and then um, Hugo Martinez. That's one of my really closest friends from Mexico, and he's been in Bar Americas from day one when I started to DJ, but oh. he's an amazing photographer. I did a, um, a campaign for Valentine's, and my face was in billboards all over Mexico, but I worked with him, and the picture is is being taken at Bar Americas. So we always have this connection. Now he wants to become a DJ. 
he went for a course at Access in Guadalajara. That's the school that I'm is working with me on this project. So it's all connected. Now I ask him, can you please come and give your experience to people because your image it's very important on, on your career. So he's an amazing photographer, but he knows what I want because he's done uh, photo shoots for me, but he's also now part of my music career. Yeah. All nice. the it's all the connections and that, that we have them. Then that's the other thing. Then it's you. Uh, I mean, we, we, know each other for many years and we always had this connection uh, through music or everything and you know yeah you're a part of our lives me and, and my wife and and that we have conversation before remember we said about networking because what you have in the network area it's I mean, mm. you know, everyone, everyone loves you. You're amazing on your work. Everyone loves your work. And then now you're working on this project, Hello Demo. Mm -hmm. Then Hello Demo is a, is a platform that to me and to my label and to my artists, it became an amazing tool because that it's the way uh, forward to keep organized all our music, how to send uh, demos, how to communicate with other people, how to interact with, with feedbacks and have everything in one place. It became something new to me. It became on the same time I'm, do, I'm doing the camp. It all it worked yeah. together. So that's another amazing tool for people that are, they want to come to the, to the camp. That's an amazing tool. If you want to be organized on your career, if you really want to put all the, the effort and, and time to, to, to have a DJ career or producer, this is an amazing tool. And that's how you start to be organized, to be, is you know, the platform itself and the presentations that you give to people, that looks really professional. Even if you don't have records signing to big labels, that's the way to start. So now you're going to be part of, of this and, you know, so that, that's... Excited. Yeah, that, that, that's why to me now that we're gone, we're almost a month away of, of the camp. Now it's all the preparation and everything, but it's been really hard work. I put everything into, into, this, into this project to, to make it, you know, something that, that that's amazing. A lot of people all over the world already contacted me uh, and they, they see that this is something something new, but also at the same time it's something that, it could be, I mean, something special and, and be taken not only in Mexico, not only in Spanish, because all my crew also speak English. We can go everywhere in the world. We actually talk to, to Hito because we would love to go to, to Tokyo to work with our friends from Womb. And yeah, so we have a lot of, a lot of things that will come after the, the first camp. Yeah. And now we're just getting ready I bet for you as well, because you were just say as you were explaining all of the different people and what they're going to be talking about. I bet for you, if you take a step back and you look at everything that is part of VL Camp, I bet that feels quite special to you because it's basically all of the different parts that have made your career in one camp. Yes, that's that's how you know when I, all the preparation, all the getting everything together. There, there was a point that I'm 
wow, like I told you, you know, from connection with Paco Suna, with Carl yeah. Cox, with you, with Hugo, with Ramon from Bar Americas. All of these pieces are part of my career and, and my life. Now I'm sharing this with, with everyone because I learned this, this, these words never got out of my head. When I work in Phonica Records, Simon, who, who runs, is the manager and runs Phonica, mm-hmm. he told me, music is for sharing. You're working in a record store. But he told me off because I was putting some white labels to like some special DJ, you know? <laughs> and he said to me, no, why you don't give this record to John that believes in Leeds and he traveled to London to buy records? He had the same rights to Carl Cox or to... I'm like, yeah, it's oh. true. Why is that? Yeah, and since then, you know, back in back in the day, (laughs) (laughs) I remember if you have a record, the people used to put uh, things on top of the record, so you don't see what what's the name of it. Or it was, I found a lot of people that didn't want to share, they didn't want to know what what they were playing, but um, I yeah. It got into my head that, that after he said that, and I remember every time since then, every time I ask a DJ, oh, what's this song? Every time they told me what it is. Yeah. I never had it like, oh, no, I can't tell you. It's, uh, it's yeah. No. Sorry. See. Yeah. But then I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. And look, I learned that big lesson. And since then, it's... Yeah, that's what you're sharing now. Music, experience, the whole lot. If you'd have been given the opportunity to go on a camp like this when you were first starting out, what do you think you would have been most interested in learning? Wow, I think it'd be be all these little topics because back then I didn't even know how to present myself, how to give, like, or how to approach a label, how to... I don't even think what what, what makes what, what records I'm gonna put in my in my in my case. What you don't know anything about, you know, like um, I don't know how to even approach a DJ. Uh, it, it was to me, I learned it all bit by bit. But now, if you, if anyone like like this asks me, like, yeah, but how how long am I gonna go and and ask a bar Americas I want to play? Well, here's Ramon. He runs yeah. the bar. Ask him. Go ask it's him. right here. Yeah. And, you know, and he will. T- he maybe will say, "Well, look, come that this day. I'll let you play from nine till ten. You yeah. can. I'll give you a shot. And if it works for Ramon, this is also scouting. Seeing that that you have maybe a big talent in in there in this camp. Now you're gonna be the first one to have the choice to get them. Same for me for my label of my crew. If I see someone that that it fits in the in the crew and the label. There you go. I have a choice to Yeah. yeah. It's crea- so. Creating opportunities. And you also don't even know who you're going to meet at sort of places like this because it's not online either. It's an actual physical event where you'll meet other people that are in the same position as you are and you just never know how you guys could connect and what can come out of the camp you could create in a few days, you know? And what we say about the networking, but the networking there becomes a community. And these people that came to the camp, I want to keep in touch with them for future. If they have questions, I will, I'll, it's not that they, the camp is finished and that's it, that you don't, you don't get contact with me or, or David or Pinto. That's what I said. Pinto 
can do this on 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 his uh, normal job as a designer. So if someone wants to do something here, Pinto, you can yeah. you that's it. You work together. If you need more like engineering, mastering, mixing, or more tips, here David is here to help you. It, and then he goes, oh, I need a photography. Well, Hugo is like a big photographer, but he will give you an advice. Oh, you can do this or. You never know what kind of contacts you will get from there. That's that's an amazing thing to 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 be thinking of of ending up a, a camp like this because I'm excited to get all this network, community connections from from all the people that come from there. Same as now, let's say with Paco or Choose, we're gonna end up doing another project because now we work on this together. And you know, if Carl's asked me, "Oh, do me a remix for this," I'll do it with you know, all my heart. Nice. Were you nervous when you had to interview him? Uh, he always makes me nervous, but it's a really... <laughs> <Me too. laughs> you know, more, more nervous that I, I love him as a person. I yeah. think he's incredible. Like one of the nicest person I ever met in my life. As a DJ, uh, it's, it's amazing. But that's why, because... It's out of respect more than anything. so humble. Mm. And he never, ever, ever treated me with, like, as a, no. He's always had made time to say hi to me, to, to yeah. spend a few minutes at least to say hi to me or have a little shot of tequila. He's always been there. And that's, to me, an, an example of, wow, how, how, what kind of person he is. And this is the reason why he's the number one and he's so successful. Yeah. Yes, talking to him, he always makes me nervous because it's good nervous, you know, I'm excited yeah, yeah. Like this, to get something, to learn something new. So it's, it's, it's always, it's always great, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You said before that you kind of learn along the way when, when you started out, but was there a period of time or a person or a place that you worked at where you think you learned the most? I will always say Fonica. Yeah, and from from Simon, uh, I think I I always keep saying because uh, it was a part of my career that that was the, the 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 university for me, let's say, because uh, to learn even how to file records on their like alphabet by label, knowing catalog numbers, knowing producers and genres and meeting people uh, from Bjork to Richie Houting to everyone that went through the shop. But most important is the discipline that he teach me in there of working because at the end of the day, it's the, it's the coolest job if you are a DJ or producer. This is the best job you can ever have. Yeah. That's a dream job, you know, and working in there, meeting people from all over the world. I still have like relationship with them, friendship, but then the most important thing. I, I remember Simon having the, the, the phone or loudspeaker and asking the other person if it was in more than sound distribution, like, oh yeah, put this record, oh, flick through, and you can hear the other person flicking through there. Oh, yeah, I want 50 copies of this, 20 copies of it was, it was, it was crazy. He, he, and he was an amazing buyer. Every time, book a share, body language, okay, I want 200 copies of this. I'm like, Simon, that's like, four boxes of this sold out within wow. two, three days. So he was always, you know, he has his head and it's not only one genre. 
even though he likes one kind of music, well, no, you need to open up because we have dub, disco, uh, hip hop, uh, funk and soul, yeah. tech house, techno. Well, oh. yeah. So he was the buyer, and you learn from this. This is it was just a learning process all the time, and then independent records they used to come there with like five vinyls oh listen I have this vinyl he listened to it well I buy all of them and this person becomes someone that signed the record to Cross and Rebel so whoa he was yeah. every day with something new so after that I met people like Dice uh, uh, Anya Schneider uh, that I, I I end up working with them you know and yeah because you met them there at Fonica yeah through Ponica, that's how I uh, look. I end up working with Dice. Yeah, we became friends. We travel all over the world together. That was thanks to Ponica. That we, our connection came from there. We connect via Ponica through DC Ten. That's when Dice was starting. I was starting there. We share the records. We share the same taste for music. We share share same places where I used to go, and. Look, it's yeah. It, it, it end up in, an, in a really nice connection, and yeah, I, I'm always. How did you start at Phonica, and what year did you start? When was that? Oh, that that's also like uh, <laughs> an amazing story. I think we need five hours to me and you always. To... <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Pour yourself um, another apple juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I. I was in Ibiza, mm-hmm. like my first years of, of of playing, but not playing really in any club. It was me, Jamie Jones. We used to be super close friends, uh, playing in the same villa parties, uh, giving our demos to, to to people to play in bars in in, uh, in in Ibiza town. But that year, because we used to do a lot of after parties in the villa. Mm-hmm. And you invite a lot of people, then these people come to your house. You don't know who they are, but they if someone is, is up to do something not good, they can see where you live. There's no security. What do you have? And that year I have all my collections of records. All my collection, I'm talking about the records that I used to buy when I did not have turntables. So all my money that I used to earn as a waitress, I used to go and spend it on vinyl. So I get I start creating my my collection. So there was so many things that I had on vinyls. I had my mixer and my turntables. Well, one day someone broke into my house, stole no. all my all of it, all of it, my turntable, my mixer, and it was I fe- that's one of the worst feelings oh. ever. I I lost all my, I didn't have records to play. I, there was no CDs for me. There was just vinyl. Oh, so not having any vinyl, that was weird. Years of collecting, you know, and that's yeah. my, that was my thing to play. So I had nothing. And that year, uh, a lot of my friends start to make events to raise some money so I can have money and go where? Really? How to, nice. Yeah. And and the, the 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 that was a really great thing and a bad thing. So everything connects. So from a, from a really bad situation, all the really good things came up. 
people like uh, Patrick and Philip from Get Physical, they heard the story. They managed to contact me. I went to meet them and they gave me the back catalog from Get Physical on vinyl. So they gave it to me. And so on, a, a lot of people, Steve Bogg, uh, Poker Flat, all of these people that heard my story or the artists, they start to give me the vinyls. So I start to kind of collect. I, I remember most of my records, but some of them, I will maybe, maybe never get them back. I would yeah. probably, I would never get them back. And most of them, I, I know the, the list and everything. So I used to go in London to a record store called Kubla. Kubla was Phonica Records after. So I went to the new record store, Phonica Records. I speak to Simon. I said, Simon, hey, look, I, I have a list. This is what happened in, in London. Uh, sorry, in Ibiza. I came back to London to buy See if you have any of these records from the list. I had the money that people raised for me. So oh. then Simon was very helpful and he, he started to make, you know, back then losing your records was the worst thing that could ever happen. Thank Everyone you. that's a record collector, they know what, what this feeling. So Simon was really helpful. A lot of people, Simon came to Visa. He actually stayed with us. I, we became friends. Uh, and at the end of the summer, I came back to, to London, went to Fonica, say hi. And he said to me, are you looking for a job? I have a part-time job. I would never in my entire life <laughs> expected to have a, a job in a record store there. Heidi was yeah. working there, uh, Johnny Rock. And he offered me this part-time job. And I was like, what? Really? <laughs> and... I started working in Phonica and it was the best thing that could ever happen. So from that bad thing, something good came out of it. Really and, good. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's the start of my fairy tale. <laughs> because how, how long were you at Phonica for? How, how long? Seven years. Seven years. Is that how long it was? Wow. It was very fast. I can, I can know. I, I still miss it. I still miss Phonica every day. I, I, there's no day I can't Yeah, Phonica was so much, so, it was like, like I said, like my home. You know, I, I grew up in there as, a, as, a, as an artist, as a person. Uh, that was early days of me being in London. Uh, and yeah, that's all the connections, everything I made uh, through there. Uh, because of Phonica, I ended up playing in, in Fabric pretty much every three months. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. And... Uh, yeah, then I became like full-time at Phonica and that's it. I was one of the, the, the Phonica places for, for years and yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. That's, that's how I think this is one of my, yeah my, my really favorite times of my career and that, imagine how I start working in Phonica. That, oh, everything is like a little story that I love, I love telling this story because it's not that because I knew Simon, he gave me the, the job straight away or, or I apply and then, no, I, I went through it. Yeah. <laughs> you went through shit to get that job, really. Yeah. And what about um, before all of this? What about before, you, so before Fonica, you came to Ibiza and what about before Ibiza? Where, uh, where did you, how did, where did your career actually start and how did it start? I don't think I well, know the story. In, in Mexico, because I used to play uh, professional football. You used to be a professional uh, football player? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No uh, way. I didn't know that. Yeah. And the typical 
<laughs> I was playing, but then on that time, I had some English people that came to to Guadalajara to study Spanish. So they came one day to for to train training. So we were having like training session, and they came to see it. They asked for pictures. I took pictures with them. And there was one girl I really liked it. Then kind of like, oh, yeah, I asked one of the guys that came with them, oh, what's your name? And they said, oh, well, why don't you come to a bar on Friday? And I was like, oh, well, I have a game next day, but I can come a little bit. So I went there to the bar. They were there. And that's it. We became friends. I used to go out with her. So I spent most of the time with them. And then I have a freaking injury. Oh. Like, that's it. It was it was so bad that I spent like almost a year. Uh, no, I couldn't walk. Then rehabilitation, physio. So it was it was very. It was quite hard. So on that time, I just spent most every day in their house. They were playing CDs from compilations from Fabric, from the End, the Club, uh, Global Underground. I didn't know anything of this. So I started to really enjoy that music. I didn't know what DJ was. I didn't know that all that mi- all that mix, it was by one guy, but different artists, uh, names. Uh, I didn't know anything. So that's how I started getting into, into electronic music, into house and techno. And it was amazing. I, I, I want them, all of them had an amazing taste. So I, I, I started wow. to, and, there was there was a time they had to go back to to England, and I could not play anymore. I got fired because I could not play anymore, and that was a disaster. I was like, "Oh no, what am I gonna do?" And they all keep saying to me, "Oh, you should come to to London, come for like three months, come to visit us." I had some friends that went from Mexico to to London, but that's not very. It was very. It wasn't very common. Normally, Mexicans go to America to work. Yeah. Not all the way to, to, to England. <laughs> yeah. So I went all the way to London and those three months it's now twenty years since I left wow. my home. Twenty yeah. years. Yeah. Twenty years. Wow. So I went to London. I I didn't want to come back. I went to to fabric, I went to Ministry of Sound. Ministry of Sound, you see the video, Chemical Brothers, uh, hey boy, hey girl. So I went to the toilets to see where the little skeletons were dancing, everything. So I was like, wow, uh, seeing Sasha and Dewitt, everything was like, wow, it, it's real. In Mexico, you don't have these DJs. You don't have yeah. super clubs. So it was just a dream or watching on TV. Yeah. Going there and getting to a club and seeing this was like, oh, Wow. And then one of my friends from England started work, uh, studying uh, music production. And that's how he told me, well, to get into this course, you need to work. Like, oh, I need to work. Where? <laughs> just find somewhere, gone as a waiter. But I don't speak English. I just try. And yeah, I, I used to work in a North African restaurant. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was a waitress. And I was earning my money, and every time I had, I got paid, I go to HMV in the corner of uh, Oxford Circus and Bond Street, and I go there and because it was my uh, time, 
listen to some vinyls and I buy them. I didn't even have turntables, but I can listen to them in the in the shop. And then I go to Soho, to Black Market and all these record stores to listen to records and I buy them. So I come home with vinyls, but I don't have turntables. So I, <laughs> and that's uh, after I met some guys in, in Ministry of Sound that they were from Ibiza. I never heard from Ibiza. I didn't even know that was a, an island or there were clubs. So I was very, very naive on all this. They told me, what, you don't know Ibiza? Man, you think this is cool, buddy? You should see this place. And they show me pictures and everything. I was like, oh, how can I work there? I've never been to, to Spain. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I was like, no, we help you. You work with us. We are a team. We are a PR team. We go through uh, all, the, all the giving flyers away. We work. And yeah, it was like 10 of them. They all work for Manumission. So I went to Ibiza. I started working with them. I worked for Mike and Claire from Manumission. And... Our team was so cool that everyone knew about us. Everyone in the island, and we, we started to go to every single party. For me, I went out every single day in the summer. <laughs> every single, from Monday to Monday, I went out. I used to go to the earliest DC-10 or subliminal sessions to uh, party. I don't know. I went every, 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 you name it, I was there. I uh, love like 10, 20 kilos <laughs> on the pie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, so that I did that all the all every year. So for like three, four years, I did that. Work all the, the season in Ibiza, gone back to, to London to work in a restaurant or somewhere and then gone back to Ibiza until that happened with the, with the records that got stolen and then I end up getting the job. Yeah. So that's how it all started to. <laughs> to Interesting. And then yeah. after, so after your seven years at Fonica that you were just full-time DJ and after that. Yeah. Simon pretty much kicked me out of the shop. He said to me, look, I know you love the shop, but I was trying just to hold into, into the shop because I have to play, play on the weekends yeah. And start traveling, so I could not work. Even if it's a part time, it was like very difficult because I come back tired, and I, I start to ask for the day off, and it's like your part time. It's like, look, let's just leave it there. Yeah, yeah just, you focus, yeah. and it's a good job you probably did because look, look now. Yeah, and after that, it was, oh, it was crazy because everyone started moving to Berlin, and for me. I didn't want to, I, I love London. I, that was, I could call that 11 years I lived there. So it was, it was like my second home. I, I grew up kind of like my, uh, part of my life was there. So, you know, English breakfast, uh, everything, but that was, that was, that was part of, 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 of me. And it was very difficult, but Berlin seemed at, at the time it was, easy to, to live, easy to travel. And for music, you made a little bit more connection. It was obviously London, uh, London is quite intense for traveling. It's, it's a very, it's a, it's a difficult city. Berlin was more relaxed. So yeah, I spent five years in Berlin. Mm -hmm. And on those years, yeah, I worked with dice. I traveled all over the world and so on. Uh, yeah, then after uh, we end up from Berlin, I think I spent, I, 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 that's when I, I traveled quite a lot. And a for three years, yeah, for three years, I didn't even 
live in there. I just go back and in and out. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I made, you know what, actually it's, I saw in Facebook that eight years since I met my, my wife in Tokyo. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> how sweet. She for, for Enter. That's how we met. She was, she was working for Enter. That's when I, I played for, for, for Richie over there. And since we got together, then we lived in New York. We live in LA. So it was all over the place and back in, in, in Ibiza for the summers. And yeah, so then I lived in Barcelona for a while. And finally I was like, okay, let's just, <laughs> yeah, we came to Malaga and that's where, where we are now. And Where you are now. You've traveled you two, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> where did Vatos Locos start? Was you, were you in Berlin at that point when you started mm-hmm. that? Yes, and uh, that was where we um, help from from the BPM guys because they they had already the festival up and running, mm-hmm. but they didn't have Mexicans playing there. <laughs> and <laughs> that, there comes you. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, they probably didn't even know about me, but some other people say, "Look, the only Mexican that's doing something out here is is Hector and." traveling all over the world with Dice, with Richie, with why is he not playing here? And I st- I think they had a little bit of like, why th- there's not many Mexicans. And then they invite me, I play, I start giving them shit, oh, so you don't get any Mexicans. That was our a little ongoing thing. And look, the BPM was a big, big, big family. And I'm so happy that I get to work with, with them. Phil helped me a lot and he gave me the the kick in the ass to to say why why don't you do your own pie originally when i wanted to do it as vatos locos with me dice and, and dogfire we always because we watched the movie blood in blood out that's where vatos locos comes from and it was always the joke i made the first t-shirt which is had the the Louis Vuitton logo, but I put Vatos Locos. So I traveled with that T-shirt all over the world and people didn't know what's going on. Dice wore it. I put it on. So people, it started to create a little bit of a hype. I saw you, sorry, I saw you comment on somebody's post the other day on Instagram. Who was it? And they had, they said, they were stood outside a Louis Vuitton sign and you were like, no, it's Vatos Locos. Oh, it was Caleb Calloway. Yeah, so see, that's how easy as that, you know, start something. And from there, we, I said, okay, well, Dice uh, had his own thing, fire his own thing. And that's when Phil said, you should do it. What the difference was that I, to book the same guys all over again, it'd be no different. And I won't, I can't compete with any of these guys. Okay. What I'm going to do is this time I'm going to make a party with all my close friends or people that I really love their music and I see their talent. That, that That's yes. not someone famous. And look, I got Javi Carballo, David Gitronic, Randall M, Seth, I have Chad Andrew. And I I was following their music for, for many years, Humphrey Martinez, and they, they were all starting. They're all some of them from Canary Island, Tenerife, the guys from Miami. So we, we connect. And through music and I, so trust me, nobody knew about them. 
but we start the party in at BPM. But there's a lot of music from them, and people obviously heard their music. So for me, people knew me in Mexico. They, all the support that I had it was from Mexicans. So they come to support me and support the project that I'm basically supporting these guys. And it's not like big names, but big names because Martin Botrich is kind of like amazing friend from all of us. We invited him to be part of the first one and he came and he did it. So that was very special. It was incredible. The vibe from all of us, it was just imagine having a party with all your your closest friends, yeah, drinking so tequila nice. and playing amazing music. <laughs> and <laughs> it became a thing because that's how I start putting the things together. How Javi could play with David Gitronic, how can I play with Chad? How can we do back to backs? But it was always about the music. It's always been how to to play Look, from there, it was it was it was a it was a thing. It, we created something, and from there, we end up having a residency at Sunwaves. Then mm-hmm. from Sunwaves, we go now to uh, Warm in Tokyo. We travel all South America, and it's a five year anniversary of of Battle of Locos, and still going strong. It's more more people added to the crew. Because, uh, yeah, we're not like one, oh, we're five of us and that's it. We're not like a yeah. boyfriend, it's a crew. <laughs> and, you know? it's, uh, it's, uh, even though we take pictures and we look like a boy band, but it's not. So <laughs> it's very difficult to do all of us in one place. So when we are there, we'll like to take a picture. And yeah, we have chocolate that it's, it's coming from, from, from Texas. And we have. Well, we have a lot of people in, on the label now that, that they're traveling with us. Amo is also from 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 Florida, so the the, the crew start growing and growing, and it's still growing and growing. And then the the good thing about us is not only like I said, it's not only uh, DJs. Everyone does. You see, Gitroni working on production, Pinto working on design. Uh, Mahoney is traveling all over the world. He, was, he works with sound waves. He produced music. Yeah. Uh, everyone it's, is... It's just a, such a nice group of people as well. Like Everybody's just so friendly and so down to earth and just so like, just nice and normal. And there's nothing like, oh, I'm so-and-so or I've done this, I've done that. Everybody's just really no ego, and nice. Just music. <laughs> huh? No egos, just music. That, that's how it became our... Exactly. Our and yeah, I mean, everywhere we travel, that, that was when, when we used to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we used to go Peru or, or, or Costa Rica and it's all the crew and we meet all the crews from, this is the best thing. Yeah. There's no jealousy between us. There's no like bitching around other people, criticizing. Look, get on well with everyone. That's the key. If you start bitching around other people or, or being jealous, then that's that's nothing cool. So we, we go and see it, support other people, and that's it. We all go hang out, have some drinks, make jokes, and that's 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 the great thing. And that's how I enjoyed it traveling with them, meeting other crews, enjoying other people, inspiration, hearing another people, meeting another you know, producers and and yeah, that's that's how still until today I, I speak to most of them in every day. Yeah. yeah, you're really close as well, aren't you? Yeah. 
you see them they were all all in my wedding uh, yeah like my daughter loves loves everyone you see every time <laughs> when she was in the abecedary she was like hey it's for angel <laughs> G it's for uncle G I'm like what? <laughs> where did you come from <laughs> yeah so, that's so funny yeah wow. so it, it, it yeah, I'm very you know close with them and yeah that's yeah. and from there you know look we created this VL camp they're happy to work with them people to 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 share and that's it with until the next project that comes will yeah. we'll be there for people that do want to look into um VL camp how can they find out where when and and get tickets for it well uh luckily we are now almost oh. at- Fully booked. Yeah. So for everyone that been thinking about it and they want to join, they can check on their website. It's www.vlcamp.com. Mm-hmm. That's all the info there. Or you can just send us an email, info at vlcamp.com. Okay. And we reply there within minutes. And all your questions, anything you want to hear or know about it, okay. we're there. But... It's a very amazing project. Yay, I'm excited. Okay, so just, to, I could speak to you for ages because now you, I know you have so many stories. <laughs> we don't have that much time, but to end, will you do a quick round of quick fire questions? Hit me. All right. <laughs> Out of the Vatos Locos crew, who is the most loco? Me, of course. <laughs> Correct answer. Favorite tequila? Don Julio 1942. The emoji that you use the most. <laughs> you know the one is... <laughs> I don't even know what, how to call it, but that's always like... Hmm. Yeah. First club you'd like to play at once this is over. <gasps> Oof. Oh my God. You put me in a spot now. Jesus. <laughs> that's really close. You can give two or three if you want. Oh, yeah, I hate you. Why you make me do this? Oh, look, I would love to play at Warung, mm-hmm. Fabric, mm-hmm. and Warm Tokyo. Mm, good choice. Mm. One of your favorite Vatos Locos events was when and where? Oh, th- to be honest, I, I there's two and this the same. Then uh, 2015 Vatos Locos at BPM. Mm-hmm. That was cause that was the first time we the turned the yep. to the facing. No, the crowd. We were in the crowd facing the oh, DJ. Wicked. That was amazing. That was that that was the first time the Blue Parrot did it, and that was incredible. That's amazing. And then, uh, BPM Costa Rica. Wow, that was that venue, that place was incredible. Our stage was called the uh, Dreamcatcher, and it was in the jungle with thousands of Dreamcatchers. The music that we play there is because of the of the place. It was unreal, wow. and the vibe, all our friends having everyone coming through their the, through their backstage, and that's yeah, it was incredible. That's what also stays in my in my head. One of the battle logs that become my oh, favorite that's great 
You can invite any three people over for dinner. They can be dead or alive. Who would they be? Carl Cox. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Uh, Michael Jackson. Uh Uh-huh. And Madonna. Oh, that would be a great dinner. And what would you cook them? Uh, Mexican food, of course. (laughs) <laughs> what what advice would you give your 18 old 18 year old self oh wow oh uh, follow your dreams they're always coming true <laughs> you know I, I will always uh, I'm, I'm always a dreamer and I will say yeah just continue dreamer dreaming and that I, I love that, that my dreams always come true that's like that. Love. It's true. It's true. Yes. If you didn't work in music, what industry would you work in? Imagine I would end up being a footballer. <laughs> that was yeah. my first thing. <laughs> I can't believe I never knew that. Oh, yeah. I would take pictures and everything. You please. <laughs> An artist that you're really liking at the moment? Uh, as a, in our industry or music general? Whatever you want, Some, something that you're just enjoying at the moment. To be honest, I, I really love it. It sounds a little bit, you probably think it's too much, but I really enjoyed the, the development as an artist from David Detronic because he has now an album coming out also on Battle Local, but he explored now all, all his learning process. Now yeah. you can see that when he put it on a, on a, on, a, on an album, it's like I really enjoy this because I've been part of it. But yes. I see that they, how he's, he's grown into this, and it's it's amazing seeing this as an artist. I call him an artist because he is an artist. He's he's, yeah, he's been working hard for it. So I love to see him because it's also inspired me to to create more 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 things. But as an artist, I. It's, it's amazing at the moment nice and the final question is because the podcast is called can you put me on guest list do you have a guest list rule a guest list rule yeah uh, if I put you in the guest list you have to bring me shot of tequila <laughs> of course you're not no, getting free <laughs> I love that answer actually, yeah, it's pretty much Everyone I put in the guest list, they always come and offer me a shot of tequila. It's kind of like that—that's a given, you know. Like, okay, of course, that you just—that's just what you would do if X puts you on the guest list. What else are you going to take him? <laughs> My love, thank you so so much for this chat. Um, I'm super excited about VL Camp. I'm so happy to be part of it. And yeah, thank you for for getting me involved and for this last hour. No, thank you because. Like I said, you're my favorite and I can speak for hours and hours and hours and hours. I know. And I love Me too. So thank you very much. And can you put me on the guest list? I'll think about it. If you bring me a shot of tequila, I might put you on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye, my love. Love you. Bye. Bye, love you.